What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold. Welcome to Wrestling Anonymous. This is the pro wrestling hotline show where the caller calls in a story that has affected them in some way having to do with anything professional wrestling. I'm your host. I'm also the curator. My name is Colt Cabana, and I am a pro wrestler of many years. I edit and produce and make everything happen in order to hear this fun little call-in podcast. Another slow week of phone calls. I did get enough to put a show together, and it might be a while till I collect enough to make another show, but I do encourage you to keep the calls coming. I definitely have enough to give two bonus shows a month over on the Patreon. Sign up and support the show. It's just $5 a month, and you'll get new calls and new shows on the 1st and the 15th of the month. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Spread the word via social media. Tell your friend to share their story. Have them call it in. What about you? Did I meet you at the Glory Pro Show in St. Louis this past weekend? Did you bring so much meat and food and cook it all for the wrestlers to eat because your kid was a wrestler for a couple of years and you just want the wrestlers to be able to eat because you know what it's like for a young, struggling wrestler? And do you have stories based on that? Papa Kenway, you're amazing, by the way. And if that was you, there's two very easy ways to share a story with the world. Email a voice memo to 87cabana34 at gmail.com or pick up the phone. Dial 87cabana34. That's 872-222-6234. 87cabana34 is the number. Give it a call. Leave a message after the beep. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold. It was the summer of 1991. I was at a WWF Superstars taping in Sacramento, California at the Arco Arena. Uh, we buckled down as a kid. I did not know that this was going to be five hours of enhancement matches with a Hulk Hogan match as the main event is in this all I'm happy. As the show's going on, I look over and I pull on my dad's shoulder and I'm like, look, dad, there's Dave, my baseball coach. Uh, we look a section over and, and there's my baseball coach, Dave and uh, his two sons that played on my team. We all sort of meet up at the top of the uh, the aisle. My dad and my baseball coach uh, share a beer. 
I talked to uh, his two sons that I did not know were wrestling fans, basically thinking that you like wrestling, I like wrestling. I, I, I have now a new best friend in this world. We go back to, to watching uh, the matches as the night goes along. Uh, the Mountie comes down to the ring. He's cutting a promo on the city of Sacramento. He's calling us all wussies, and nobody has the guts to come up and get in the ring with him, and he can beat anybody from this town. I start pulling on my dad's sleeve again, and I'm like, Dad, there's Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Dad, look, there's Dave. I think my dad thought I thought I saw Dave a section over in his seat. But my baseball coach, Dave, had actually jumped the barricade and had three WWF agents on his back holding him back from getting into the ring with the Mountie. My baseball coach wanted to go one-on-one with the Mountie. I could not believe what I saw. They ended up throwing him out for the night, but um, they, they let... Uh, his two sons sit with us for the rest of the night. I mean, I love a story about people running into the ring as a wrestler myself. I mean, nobody really likes it, but I love hearing those kind of stories. I was the person who loved going to a baseball game and watching somebody run into the field. I would encourage the drunk people around me as a kid to go and run on the field. And for some reason, I love seeing that kind of mayhem. I think it's the jackass and the reality TV in me. I fucking love it. We've had call-ins about people watching people get the shit kicked out of them. So rare is it that you know the person that does this. And that's what happened right here. Such a great call. A wonderful call. I loved it all. Seeing somebody you knew, your baseball coach, their kids are there. Next thing you know, in the ring they go and the kids stay with you. So what did the dad do? Just took a taxi home and assumed that you would take the kids home? We're not going to find the answers now, but I just hope that was a conversation you had at the next baseball game. There's so many questions to be answered. We're just not going to get them, and that's part of the fun of the show. We have to make up the answers in our own head and assume what they are. We'll never know. The show is anonymous. It is what it is, but it does bring us these beautiful stories, just like this one where your baseball coach wanted to fight the Mountie. Beautiful. My first AEW show in Chicago, Illinois. Me and the wife were lucky enough to drop the kids off at Grandma and Grandpa's so we could have a night alone, childless, in Chicago. This February 2nd was that really, really big snowstorm. Originally, we were planning on driving to Michigan City and taking the South Shoreline in and then taxiing around Chicago. We saw the storm coming. So we decided to switch to the Amtrak. So we are from West Michigan, and so we were going to take the Amtrak from Kalamazoo to Chicago. And because the snow was so bad that day, we missed our first train, and then we had to reschedule it. So we got the afternoon train, which was still fine. We still would have gotten Chicago plenty of time. As we were walking into the train station, I see another guy with an AEW shirt. So I two-sweet him and encourage him to sit next to us. Well, as the train takes off, we're about a half an hour into our train ride, and it breaks down in Niles, Michigan. The train conductor came over the speaker 
and said, I'm sorry, there's something wrong with the engine. Um, this train's not moving. They have another train coming from Chicago with a whole new engine. You guys can either take the train from that's coming from Chicago back to Kalamazoo or uh, wait until we get the train hooked up with the new engine and take it to Chicago the rest of the way. Well, we would have completely missed the show if we would have taken this option. We couldn't get refunds on any hotel stays or tickets, and so we noticed that there's an enterprise uh, that's about a 30-minute walk from where the train was in Niles. We're telling the the guy, our new wrestling friend, uh, our plan because you cannot leave any fan behind. So we start uh, trekking through the snowstorm to this enterprise, and I randomly see this guy dusting off a truck. And I look back at my wife and say, hey, give me $20. And so she does, and I walk up to this guy and say, man, here's $20. Can you please take us to this enterprise that's, like, just down the road? He Luckily, he does. And the people at Enterprise give us this little Mitsubishi clown car, and we end up driving the rest of the way to Chicago. It's terrifying. There are semis on both sides of us, and amazingly, this little clown car makes it. The guy that we picked up at the train station, his hotel is right next to ours, so we drop him off, knowing that our transportation would be limited. I booked a a hotel right next to the arena. We only missed the entrances from the John Moxley Wheeler Yuta match. The next day, we found out that all of the Amtrak trains were canceled from Chicago to Kalamazoo. So fortunately for us, me and my wife and our newfound wrestling fan friend um, had a ride back. And our ride back was a lot smoother because by that time, the roads had cleared and it was nice and sunny. I related so much to the story as somebody who grew up in Chicago and went to college university in Western Michigan at Western Michigan in Kalamazoo. And I remember one specific winter break while going back to Kalamazoo, having to take the Amtrak because the snow was so brutal that it was impossible to get your car there. And people who live around the lake know exactly what I'm talking about. This person included, myself included, and hopefully a couple others listening to this podcast. So I remember having to take the Amtrak, getting dropped off of the Amtrak, having no way to get to our dorms. This was 1998. There were no cell phones. And I think me and my roommate found some random guy to just drive us to the dorms. Like, that's how it was done. You found some random guy, slipped him a 20. We didn't have a 20 at the time. You slipped him a 20, and you got your ride to the Enterprise. The joy in this was the adventure taken to get to see a wrestling show. And your adventure was very much movie-like, including picking somebody up. And you really didn't even get into that story. There's probably a whole other story Or if that person has that story, I would love for them to call and hear it from their perspective because that's a wild one too. It shows when you wear that wrestling shirt, it's a secret handshake. It's letting the others know, hey, we're in the same club and take care of me. I'll take care of you. And that's what you said. Leave no wrestling fan behind. And you didn't. A true wrestling adventure Glad it went well for you. I take for granted sometimes when I'm like, ugh, I have to drive 10 minutes to go see a comedy show. Ugh, 15 minutes, and I got to pay for parking. But I forget about these long, long treks it takes for some people. AEW is not coming to Niles, Michigan anytime soon. So, of course, 
You got to make the trek down to Chicago. And you did. And it's not always going to go right. And it didn't. And you persevered. And you have a story to tell. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold for sponsors. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Growing up in the city of Youngstown, Ohio, there's not too much to do around here. So as a kid, when WCW came to town and my dad said, hey, we're going to go, I was pretty ecstatic. From what I remember, a pretty good show. I was rather young at the time. What I do remember is Lex Luger coming out. As a kid, was a very big fan of Lex Luger. So he comes out and we rush to the guardrail. This is back when they had the metal guardrail still. It's me and a bunch of other little kids up there. We're trying to shake the guardrail like the wrestlers would do. Lex sees this, comes up, and shakes the guardrail himself, only he took it completely off the ground instead of barely moving it like the kids were. This guardrail struck me in the nose and uh, busted my nose up pretty good. Had a pretty good bloody nose going. It wasn't broken, but bloody. At the time, I took it as a fun little souvenir from the show. The best part about that is I could totally picture it happening. Lex was like that lovable doofus. Like, you know his heart was in the right place, especially as a baby face. But he was just kind of a big meathead and just probably didn't know. And then just bloodied your nose. It's the ultimate souvenir. You're correct. (laughs) And if it was today, you could probably make a quick little fortune off of Lex Luger or at least the company. But... I feel that's kind of like an old school part of wrestling thing is it's part of being a fan. You get to cheer, you get to come up close, but you might get a guardrail shoved up your nose by the total package. Lex Luger, all fun parts of going to the wrestling. This one happened to be a little bit bloody, but it seems like you have a fond memory of it and you turned out. Okay. I got to be a part of the, first ever Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager SC. My sister and I were returning from the excursions on one of the days. We had gone to Pet Dolphins, uh, and so we were with my mom in, in an elevator, and we were discussing with a handicapped gentleman who was taking the elevator at the time. Uh, 
that we had seen over the course of the weekend and all the talent that we got to have experiences with. So my sister started listing out all the people like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes that we got to see over the weekend when a mysterious figure from the back of the elevator questions, did you meet Raven? My sister turns around and stares up at this very tall figure brooding in the corner of the elevator. It was Raven. This led to many questions that I had, but for the sake of the experience, we just figured we'd get out of there because we had already been pretty exhausted from the excursion. But as we left and stepped out of the elevator, my sister yelled back to Raven, Hey, I got a hamster named Raven, too. You get to share an elevator with one of the greatest wrestlers that there ever was. I know that's disputable by some, but hey, ECW champ, great run in WCW, WWE, been all around the world. Great. And you want to let him know that you also have a hamster named Raven. <laughs> I said it once again. I think we got a call once where the same thing kind of happened with Billy Gunn on this show. At the Jericho Cruise, you're always going to be around somebody and you never know when or where they're going to be. And this time they happen to be in the elevator with you. And of course, Raven wants to stroke his own ego. He's Raven. Known for that. Had to throw it out there. I probably would have done the same thing, to be honest. I would have used humor to cover up for ego, but it's probably ego at the end of the day. Or self-confidence. One or the other. Raven will never know whether they met him or not, but they do know that there's hamsters out there who share the same likeness. It was 2013. After a weekend away in Adelaide, Australia, I was at the airport preparing to catch my flight home back to Melbourne. My friend and I had just finished getting a bite to eat, and as we stood up from our seats to head to the gate, amongst the many newly arrived passengers, I spotted an individual wearing a Cactus Jack Wanted Dead t-shirt heading towards the baggage claim area. I don't usually see many people wearing wrestling shirts in public, so seeing this shirt was kind of cool. As my eyes focused on the shirt, I thought to myself, hey cool, a Mick Foley t-shirt. And as I saw the goatee of this individual, I thought to myself, hey, this guy even has a goatee that looks like Mick Foley's. Looking at the face of this individual, and then I realized to myself, hey, that is Mick Foley. I approached Mick, and he was nice enough to have a quick chat and to take a photo with me. Truthfully, I probably would have never even recognized Mick at the airport, but thanks to him wearing his own Cactus Jack t-shirt, I now have a memory I'll never forget. I think I played this because we all hear about the instances where wrestlers just don't want to be bothered at the airport or anywhere. They want to be hidden, especially someone the size of Mick Foley. And I don't mean physically, I mean in terms of superstardom. One of the greatest in our profession of all time. So in my thoughts, just wants to be left alone, wants his alone time. When he's at the shows, that's when he'll turn it on. But otherwise, he's turning it off. But nope, he's wearing his own shirt, letting everybody know, hey, it's me, Mick Foley. Come on up. Come say hi. I have my own T-shirt on. And this was proven by the fan who said they wouldn't have even known that one of their heroes was right next to them had he not been advertising himself on his own body. Caller, you never know when you're going to see anybody. That's always the fact. Case in point, when I was in Australia just a couple of months ago, I saw a fan at 7-Eleven, and they were like, what are you doing here? 
And I'm like, hey, we got to buy Diet Mountain Dew and protein cookies somewhere. Might as well be at your 7-Eleven on the beach. And hey, you got to fly from town to town. Mick Foley does too. Might as well be at your airport. I will never be a wrestler who wears my own stuff. I'm pretty proud of that. But when I once made fun of the Young Bucks to their faces about always wearing their own gear and they got super defensive, I will never ever again take a shot at anybody wearing their own merchandise. So here's to you, Mick Foley. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold for sponsors. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bobby Heenan was manager for Blackjack Lines, who was in the ring. Against Pepper Gomez, I think. I'm walking around ringside and telling pictures. And partway through the match, I hear some noise. And I looked, and Bobby Heenan pulled something out of his shirt and pitched it to Blackjack. Well, he threw it a little too hard, and it went over his head, bounced on the other side of the ring, and onto the floor, actually close to where I was. And you know how somebody throws you something and it drops, and you just pick it up and fling it to them without even thinking. Well, that's what I did. Never even gave it a second thought. I guess now, fortunately, it landed in Blackjack's hand. It happened to be a chain, as I learned afterwards, and he wrapped it up and whacked Pepper with it and uh, went on to the win. Back in the dressing room afterwards, Pepper kind of looked at me and said, whose side are you on? And I didn't even realize what I had done. But I apologized profusely, and he sort of said, you know, said, yeah, I understood, no problem. And that was the end of it. But I thought, oh, boy, that's fun. And I go into the other side, into the heels dressing room, to uh, bring the pictures in. I hear kayfabe, and, of course, didn't know what that was. And Bobby Eden comes up to me, says, good boy, good toss. Now get out of here. There he is, wrestling grandpa. Calling in with the great stories. Wrestling Grandpa used to sell pictures, basically, of the AWA territory in the upper Midwest and in Canada. He traveled all over the world to sell those pictures. He has so many stories, and this is a great one. I wonder if you were a heel in the building. I wonder if all the fans started booing you. Were you able to go out the next match? Were you able to go out the next show? Did they know you as the person who was helping the heels? Throwing the chain back? Unbelievable. I probably would have done the same thing. And I totally, 100% understand your reflexes. And how fun is it to look back years later and know that you took part in that match? I don't know if we've had a Bobby Heenan story from you. We hear all the old-time legends that you talk about, the Scrap Irons, the Pepper Gomez's, the Black Jacks. But Bobby Heenan, somebody that I grew up watching specifically, so always kind of cool 
to hear those names and those stories. Wrestling Grandpa, we appreciate you, even if you are a no-good, cheating heel sympathizer. 6869, I guess, AWA and Lars Inemi, a.k.a. Lars Anderson, was there, was in the dressing room getting my stuff together, getting some pictures. He said actually to anybody that if you see a girl out there named Linda, that's his uh, girlfriend, and just direct her to the corner. And inside of this arena, there was an area on the side where the challenge could chat quietly with any one of the girls. So I went out, I saw the girl, which I assumed was the correct girl, and directed her there. And I told one of the attendants going in to tell Lars his girlfriend was there. Five minutes later, ten minutes later, all of a sudden there was a big screaming match. Two girls were having a cat fight. Apparently, there was another girl looking for Lars, and someone had directed her there, and the both of them met just as... Lars got there. Needless to say, he was madder than us. Hornet, screaming and yelling, said, who told her? Nobody else spoke up, and he kind of looked at me, and he says, get out. Get out, and give me your pictures. You're done. All I went, and I was kicked out of the heels dressing room for probably two or three shows. Eventually, the, uh, the ice melted, and Lars was on his way to another promotion, Look at that. We're doubling down on the wrestling grandpa. I'm glad Lars went to another promotion and you were allowed back into the locker rooms and allowed to sell those pictures. Full disclosure, the wrestling grandpa did use a term for these ladies trying to hang out with the wrestlers. And I edited it out. We don't use that term anymore. It's a derogatory term. And we'll make this a learning experience for you and know that we still love you. And you're always learning. In this situation, Wrestling Grandpa did a little faux pas. He was trying to hook up the wrestler, and Lars was a bit of a ladies' man. I think it's Lars's own fault. I think we'd all agree with that. You were just trying to help, and I could appreciate that. I would think we could appreciate that, but that one blew up in his face, and I'm sure that kind of thing happened so much back in the day, but it's fun to hear that you were a part of it and on the wrong side, but you're here to tell the story. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold for the credits. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Wrestling Anonymous. Today's show was edited and produced by myself in my studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Music is by Matt Kuhn Music on Twitter. Podcast cover art by Donna619 on Instagram. Voiceover work is by at Sarah Joy Shockey. I'm also on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. It's all at Colt Cabana. Go download all of the Pro Wrestling Fringe episodes for free wherever you listen to podcasts and check out some of the newer art of wrestlings, including a live show from Australia and sit-down talks with Alex Reynolds and Dr. Luther. They're all available on the Art of Wrestling podcast feed where you can download them all with ads for free or grab them ad-free on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Cabana. Sign up at the $10 tier and you'll get a new vinyl sticker sent to your house. I'll also personally write your address and give you a fun nickname. Or sign up at the $20 tier where I'll send you an autographed swear word each month. Collect them all. Plus, the 1st and the 15th of the month, new, different bonus calls do hit the Patreon. And I do do the bonus calls live to subscribers of my Twitch. 
twitch.tv slash Colt Cabana, where you can join a very fun community of video games and silliness. All of my shirts and custom video messages are available at prowrestlingtees.com slash Colt Cabana. And coltmerch.com is where you can buy all of my other Colt Cabana merchandise, including signed upper deck Colt Cabana cards from my very personal collection and so many other fun goodies. I do the shipping and the labels all by myself. I've always done it that way. You're getting it directly from me. Information and updates on live independent wrestling shows like my appearance at WrestleCon in Dallas this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or myself and Sarah Shockey starting up our improv show at the Annoyance Theater in Chicago on Sunday, May the 1st. Go to ColtCabana.com for details. Side note, due to the North Bar being sold in Chicago, the live art of wrestling with the Talking Shop Boys on Easter Sunday has been postponed. Refunds will be sent out. Hey, call the show. 87 Cabana 34 is the number. That's 872-222-6234 or email a voice memo to 87cabana34 at gmail.com. The show only works if you give it a call. So give it a call, please. And thanks. Thank you for calling. Goodbye.